Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast with Student Loop. I am Jennifer, and I'm your host today. In today's episode, we will talk about burnout. And today, here with us is our team member from Student Loop, Tom, Megan, and Mahika. Uh, please introduce yourself to our listeners. Hello, everyone. My name is Tom. I am the director of Student Loop, and I'm supporting everyone on the projects and the things we do here at Student Loop. And uh, I just take lead of the group and support everyone with their amazing opportunities within uh, Student Loop. So that's just a bit about me. That's a lovely night. Um, love to have you here, Tom. And hi, Megan. Hi, I'm Megan. Um, I'm also part of uh, Student Loop, and I'm very happy to be here to join the podcast. Thank you so much, Megan. Hi, Mahika. Hi. Hi, everyone. I'm Mahika, and I am a student experience officer at Student Loop, and I'm also a student at King's College London. I am very excited to be part of this podcast, and I hope everyone enjoys listening to it as well. Thank you. Thank you so much, Mahika. And uh, let's get started with burnout. I believe it's something we may all experience. It may during a deadline approaching during work or times when we're experiencing burnout, but we're not even knowing it. And in this episode, we will walk you through what burnout is and the common signs of burnout. And um, our lovely team members will share their experience with us and ways that they cope with burnout. So what is burnout? According to the World Health Organization, burnout is a syndrome conceptualized as resulting from chronic workplace stress that has not been successfully managed. It is characterized by three dimensions, exhaustion, cynicism, and in efficacy. And today we will specifically discuss students' burnouts. Exhaustion is the feeling of energy depletion, where cynicism is the increasing negative feelings and distancing oneself from one's work and anything that is work-related. It may result in causing professional efficacy. So to our team members, can you think of an instance yourself where you experienced the symptoms above? Yeah, um, I think for me, I've struggled with it before uh, with university work and obviously the feeling that I've not done enough. Um, so I try and spend myself too thinly. So I try and do my work. I try and do my university work. I try and do everything. I just don't have time for it and I just burn out because doing too much and running a society, running a guild society, working and trying to do university work, it's really difficult. So I think, you know, there's a lot of burnout I can get from that, feeling stressed out, feeling really fed up of having all this pressure and stress on me. And the thing has come to a point now where I'm thinking, you know what, I just need one or two things to do and that's it. Don't do anything else. Just work on those one or two things and that's it. And I think it comes with practice, it comes with time. But burnout is really difficult for everyone and it's something I'm uh, working on uh, at the moment, really. 
Thank you so much, Tom, for sharing that with us. And um, I believe that is perhaps something common in today's student life that there are just so many things to do as a student, not just study and also curriculums outside of just studying. And um, how about uh, anyone else who'd like to share a bit of your experience with us? Yeah, I thank you, Jennifer, for the question. Um, I think that um, it's a great question because I think that everyone at some point feels burnt out because of some something in their lives. And uh, I've also experienced that when it comes to like trying to be the perfect student or trying to be on top of everything that you just somewhere just don't know how to relax anymore. Like you handle university work, you handle personal life, you handle social life, you handle like being part of universe, uh, being part of university societies, focusing on your hobbies, and also finding time to like not let go of your hobbies, which is really important. And in doing all of that, it's just twenty four hours in a day, which so seems not enough. And I think what I struggle with the most is trying to relax when it comes to that because even when I'm sitting and not doing anything it, you know it constantly plays in my mind that I have to do this I have to do that I have to do this and it makes me feel really overwhelmed and I think that that is the area in my life where I've experienced burnout. I see thank you and um, I really think from that, I see a lot of my friends, like one of my best friends, she has this uh, guilt. Like she, when we went to traveling together, I saw her working on her laptop while we waiting for our reservation to the restaurant. And then that caused me panic, literally. And um, how about Megan? Uh, what do you think? So about when Jennifer was talking about how her friend was working on like her work when they were waiting, um, I kind I do relate to that because for me personally, my productivity guilt is quite bad. So just to explain what that is, it's just like when I when I have like a plan of what I'm gonna do for the day and I don't finish it so if I'm not as productive I get really guilty about it and so whatever I do to relax I'm really harsh on myself and I just think oh I can't be relaxing right now I need to do my work and for me that's like mostly where burnout happens for me and I feel like a lot of people might be able to relate to that as well just because if we're Balance, especially if you're at uni, you're balancing so many modules at the same time. You think that you have the capability of doing that much work, but in reality, especially with myself, I'm not capable of doing that much work in one day. So I feel like it's really important to, you know, know your extent of productivity. I absolutely love that, Megan. I think there is a keyword. Um, know yourself, know what you can do, and the reality. Um, I, I realized that my friend has exactly feelings about the guilt when she's not working at all. Even when we're traveling together, she would bring her laptop and then work during, like, when we're waiting for a reservation to a restaurant. And I think that maybe perhaps the perfect culture of having a perfect day from YouTube or social media could be a potential of the 
this phenomenon, which moves us to the next question, the cause of burnout. So the causes of burnout can be due to lack of control over workload, lack of recognition of achievement, and unclear job expectation, high pressure work environment. Well, to the bottom line, causes to individuals experiencing burnout can vary to different people. So to our team members, can you identify with some of the causes or share with us your own experiences? Yeah, um, thank you, Jennifer. Um, I think for me, usually poor time management or, for example, prioritization errors or distraction is the main cause for feeling burnt out in the future. I usually have trouble like making my day I usually have trouble like documenting my day and trying to have a fixed schedule for every hour. And I feel like I I am procrastinate a lot, which leads me to complete my work as soon as it is due and not like beforehand if I can, because that makes things much easier in the future. And this is what causes burnt out, burnout because it causes me stress and anxiety when I have to finish it on like a clear deadline. So I think. And what I have done to, for that is I document my day every day, make clear schedules and breaks and give myself breaks every one hour or so. And to keep myself motivated, I also keep small in- incentives for me. Like, you know, maybe I can go out for a walk in one hour after I'm done or like, you know, speak to a friend or watch something. Um, I think this is a very personal reason for every individual to feel burnt out. And what that means is that if you think that you're experiencing burn, burnout, you need to be able to identify specific symptoms and causes which are internal and external, uh, which, which probably might be causing the crash of motivation. And then move on to resolve these conflicts individually. I love that. I really do. Thank you so much, Mahika. And uh, how about um, uh, anyone else? Yeah, I mean, I agree with a lot of what has been said, actually, uh, from Hika there, because um, a lot of it is um, caused by just that overworking, that lack of um, recognition of time management. Um, and people always say, oh, you need to have better time management and stuff like that. But it can be very difficult for people, and especially for students as well, um, especially with assignments and stuff. Um and I would also suggest maybe, especially with the causes and stuff of burnout, um, a lot of it is just time, is time management, but it can be very difficult for everyone to, to, to start, you know, an assignment really. So it really takes that courage to start and chip away at it. And I think, you know, breaking it up a little bit is a really good way of uh, managing that time and managing that um, bit by bit you're going to cut away at it and you're able to finish off that work and you feel proud of that. But I am very guilty for the last three years of doing the same thing uh, and that's really difficult. But I'm hoping that's only because I don't really enjoy the subject and that next year doing a business enterprise course might be more interesting. So I think really it's all down to um, putting that, chipping away at it. But, you know, I am a real offender of leaving it to the last minute. So 
yeah, it's, it's a difficult one. And I think there's a lot of causes and a lot of issues that, you know, that it addresses really. And I think it's very difficult for all students. Thank you so much, Tom. And I think I want to point out what you said that is so important. It's where you say, did I enjoy your course? Uh, enjoy your courses. And I think one of the courses that is important is to see if you're doing something you love. Um, I know many of my friends are doing certain majors because they believe that is the best for their future. And um, everyone wants a glorious job. Everyone wants a great title. Um, to live up to a certain expectation, but I think doing what you love perhaps is something that's important. And of course, there's other pieces to move around around it as well. Um, how about Megan? Thank you. I just want to say um, what everyone said actually really resonates with me because I am really bad with leaving things to last minute. Like I think throughout my first year of uni, I really struggled with that. I feel like if, as a fresher, um, one thing that you don't really know is that how to manage your time in uni, because obviously having the freedom to get to uni and like, you know, and meet new people and go out and like, you know, just have fun. That is a big part of your life. And especially if you're someone like me that has a lot of FOMO, you would rather like FOMO as in fear of me missing out. You would rather hang out with your friends than than do work. And when the deadlines are piling up, you realize, oh, no, there's so much work to do. And I feel like time management is really easier said than done. Yeah, I just think what I want to say, everyone has already said, but yeah, that's just my little share. But I think that's so great. Uh, I especially like the FOMO, the fear of missing out. Um, if I, I hope I'm saying that right. Because um, I remember when I was in my first year, now I'm old, but when I was in my first year, I go to every event, I sign up for every single lectures and um I remember I barely ever sleep in my dormitory. My friend was pointing it out, like, why do you even bother to pay rent? Like, you should have just stay like, uh, crash somewhere else in the university. It's really bad. And I think that's also important. Like, I mean, university has um, this, a huge thing, but it's important to remember to go to find out yourself, but not to bury yourself into the identity of a university student. But that's great. And um, let's move on to our next question, the common signs of people experiencing burnout. So the most common signs that we can uh, separate them into three dimensions from mental, physical, and emotional. So um, for example, um, signs of you experiencing mental burnout could be lack of interest and motivation or easy to forget things, a sense of hopelessness and procrastinating like um, uh, Mahika said before. In terms of physical, it could be a inconsistency of your sleeping patterns. You could be sleeping like um, five hours a night and then jump to 12 hours a night, stuff like that. A feeling of exhaustion, a change of your appetite, or frequent health problems. And um, 
lastly, emotional. It could be you're feeling anxiety, depression, uh, prone to anger, cynicism at work, or chronic stress. Uh, personally, I think the physical signs of burnout are really important. Of course, all three dimensions are really it's important to look out for. But personally, physical health it is so important, especially when you're young. So, as a student, or when you were a student, from the scale of one to ten, ten to our members. How much, perhaps, perhaps the intensity do you feel that you experience, or even experiencing burnout? Um, I think, as a student, um, especially I just finished my exams right now. Looking back and reflecting, I think I would rate it on a scale of seven to eight. So, if ten oh, is wow. the most burnt out, and one is the least, yeah, just because、oh, really. Piled up everything to last minute, and there's some、mm -hmm. stuff that I didn't realize that was in the readings, and like I kind of underestimated how long the exam will be, so、mm -hmm. that really caught up with me last minute. Oh, are you okay now? How do you feel now? Do you have a chance to rest? Oh yeah, <laughs> right after my exams ended, I gave I had to recover from the burnout. Like、mm -hmm. I literally just did everything that I wanted to do <laughs> during exam season that I didn't do. Like going out with my friends, you know, just、mm -hmm. eating whatever I want and like going out、That's、and great. having fun. Yeah, it's really great. I think recovery important.、Um, well, I hope. That、um, perhaps next year, and、um, I really hope that you're looking out for yourself in terms of your、uh, physical health as well.、Um, how about、uh, how about others? Would you like to,、uh, from a scale of one to ten, how would you rate? Yeah, I think this year, once I started my masters, I felt around I would give myself a rating of around seven point five, similar to Megan.、Oh. Yes,、um, that's quite high. Yeah, was, I think it was mainly because, you know, when you go from undergrad to masters, you don't realize how much of a big leap it is. Because undergrad, most of the things are pretty manageable, and then you, when you move to masters, it's like suddenly there's a lot of expectations from you, and suddenly like the. Of life kind of hits you, where you're like, oh, I have to get a job. I have to, you know, make my career. And like now, I'm not like in. I'm 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 in university, but I'm not. I can't have as much fun as I did in undergrad. If you know what I mean. And I think that really stressed me out because I don't think I gave myself that sort of pep talk to, um, start my masters. I was just like, it's going to be the same as my undergrad, but it's definitely harder.、At It's very doable, but definitely harder, and you need to be ready for it for sure.、Mm, that's really great. I think、um, that is true for undergrad. Even though I felt like in the UK, three years is not enough、um, for me personally.、Um, and I think master, you have one year when you start, 
in nowadays, you have to apply to internship, like a really good graduate program, like a year ahead. So basically, when you start, you are at the end at the same times. Um, but Mexico, you're great. And I hope um, everything eventually will work out. And I think and I believe you're going to achieve really great things. Um, how about Tom? <laughs> that means a lot. Thank you so much. Thank you. Um, Tom, uh, how would you rate yourself? Thank you. Um, so about eight, nine, uh, very, very stressful, obviously, because I had dissertation oh. to do. Uh, yeah, dissertation pitch. And then I also was doing my autism training. Um, and I'm also just finishing that now. So it's, it's, it's like, it feels like everything's kind of over from nine, ten to about six or seven now. Um, but Obviously, it's still quite a lot. So I'm trying to still do the autism mentoring and just finishing off things. So it's not too much now. I can control it. But obviously, at the moment, it's just um, at that time, it was like trying to finish off a dissertation, trying to finish off the other assignments. And uh, I left one last week. And I forgot about it. So I just had to go back and try and finish it off. So, yeah, it was been, it's been really difficult because I leave like, things to last minute. I had to kind of rest last week. And, few times before just to have a bit of a space from it because it was just too much so yeah it's it's been difficult but um you know we're getting there now it's just finishing off the last bits of hurdles and obviously my dream job or what i want to do in the future as well is here and and do my mentoring so there's a lot you know positive things coming out of it well, thank you so much for sharing, Tom. And um, I think you're doing great here. <laughs> and um, best of luck. And um, I'm glad that you're approaching about the end of your dissertation because I remember when I did my dissertation, that was the stress was uh, enormous. But I hope everything's going well right now. Um, so... There, besides the three-dimensional signs of burnout, there is some, uh, as we previously uh, mentioned, there are some instances where you are experiencing burnout, but not even acknowledging or even not able to know it. So here are some early signs of people experiencing burnout and some ways of um, preventing them. So sometimes it is difficult to tell if we are in a burnout state at all. So the best way is to sit down and examine your mental state, your physical state, and your emotional state. For example, for mental states, asking yourself, are you dreading work or lack of interest or motivation? Are you perhaps experiencing uncontrollable procrastination or feeling incapable of dealing with a new challenge? Um, for example, one of my dear friends just shared with me yesterday that she having experiencing sort of a PTSD for essay assignment, that she her hand will literally shake and so like the fear she had to just start an essay at all. If she was there at a blank page, she 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 is experiencing this uncontrollable dreading of work. So to our team, is there any signs that you may be wary about that may lead to burnout? I think for me, um, for, for my stress levels, I think if I start 
to feel a bit overwhelmed, especially in the busier times where everyone everyone is in university and everyone's trying to get on with work. It can be quite noisy. Uh, I think just the noise, the perfect noise, is quite a difficult one. Uh, also, just trying to understand like the assignments and stuff, and just trying to get it through my head. It can cause burnout. Do you try to read it through and some of it doesn't make any sense to you and then you just burn out. You just don't want to do the work. Um, so I think it's just how, and how you're feeling as well on the day. Sometimes if you've had a really bad day, um, it can overwhelm you. It can start to bring your mood down. It can start to spiral you. And if you start with these what if questions as well, you're starting to burn out really, really quickly. So I think, you know, if you've got too much on your plate, um, the what if questions and obviously how you are dealing with your stress and, you know, if there's external factors and internal factors, then that's going to really uh, put you uh, under a very immense amount of uh, stress. Thank you so much. That is really, really great. Um, how about, how about Mahika? Yeah, I think I agree with pretty much everything that Tom just said. I think, it's about reflect. I also think that it's about reflecting at the end of the day. So trying to figure out what things that could, what were the feelings that you felt the entirety of the day. What really works for me is writing down my negative feelings throughout the day and my positive feelings throughout the day and trying to recognize how I can better my situation every day so I don't feel completely overwhelmed by the end of the day if I have too much to do by the uh, in that particular day I think I mean obviously there's no way to sort of avoid bad days everyone has bad days at some point but it's about recognizing your feelings and letting yourself fully feel them before um before moving on and trying to um get on pretty much Thank you so much. I love that the acknowledgement of um, sometimes if we have a bad day, like it's a normal thing. And I think that's really important. Thank you so much. And uh, how about Megan? Um, I think same as everyone. You need to identify like your feelings and all that, and especially like the triggers, because I feel like for everyone, it's different for what triggers their burnout. Maybe for some people, doing a lot of work makes them burn out. But then for some people, I feel like I think I feel like for most of us, doing too much work makes someone burnt out. Yeah, I love that you are saying that there is some everyone may uh, there might signs of burnout that all cause you are uh, causing burnout. It could be very to different people. You can maybe just one specific things that just triggers you. And the word trigger, I loved it a lot. Is um that's really important. Thank you so much. And um after all of the dreading talk and um some really treasurable experiences that our members shared with us, um let's move on to a more hopeful note. So how can we cope with burnout? So there, there are absolutely really great ways to cope with burnout. And um, so let's um, hear it from our members. Is there any ways that in the past you find helpful to yourself 
or is there any the or method that you hear about that you're interested in trying yourself? Yeah, if I may share well, how I generally cope with burnout myself. Um, um, I think I spent a long time struggling with this, which is feeling overwhelmed, feeling stressed, even sometimes not knowing why I was feeling stressed. I knew in my head that I had too much to deal with, but I would always av- avoid my problems because I thought that if I avoided them, they would go away at some point. And I was very, very wrong about that because it catches up to you at some point and it's like your body forces you to think about it and then when you feel every emotion that you sort of suppress it just becomes a big mess so I just I I had to come up with some sort of like solution to all the symptoms that I was feeling because of my burnout this is just a personal sort of tactic that I came up with which helped me and it might not help everyone but it's it's surely something that you could give it a try in the future if whenever you feel the need for it. I made a map of areas in my life where I was experiencing symptoms of burnout and not just burnout, just like even individual symptoms of like being feeling hopeless, feeling lost in my own thoughts, uh, feeling like nothing would ever come to like nothing would ever uh get solved or like I would always be in some sort of like problem. So I made a map of all the areas in my life, such as work, friends, family, internal conflicts, maybe day-to-day small chores that we have to get done, financial areas, financial areas, and as well as like external reasons like and external reasons for why you're feeling burnt out and I also along with those um along with mapping all the areas of my life where I was feeling burnt out I also noted down the behavior that I was associating with that so maybe I was maybe I was like really irritable or I shut myself off from all my family and my friends or I was very passive aggressive or very rude to someone so I would note that down as well after which I would number each of those areas according to the according to the highest from highest priority to the lowest priority so for example for me my work and my academic was my highest priority so I numbered that one and then moving on to well family friends finance, day-to-day chores, etc. So you number it from your highest priority to your lowest priority. Once you do that, you sort of like map in your head which is more important than the other. And because our mind is always looking for shortcuts, we want to end up like tackling everything ourselves, uh, just everything without actually focusing on one problem at a, at a time. So I decided to, once I decided to prioritize every area I sat with one topic and I dealt with it everything about that topic I dealt with it to the full extent and full capacity and slowly at my own pace obviously there's no need to like move really quickly you can take as much time as you need so I took as much time as I needed and when I felt like I was ready to move on to the next one 
because I'd already sat, I'd already satisfactorily dealt with the emotions that I felt for the previous one. I could move on to the next one. And when I did this, I felt really relieved. I felt like I felt like I could move on with my life without having to deal with all these residual emotions that I had. So yeah, I did this and it really helped me. That is such an amazing, amazing way of um, coping with burnout. It's like not even coping, it's a, it's a way of recognizing. And um, the map of life, basically. And I love that because sometimes people might mistake it as like a to-do list. Like you list all the things you have to do. But uh, in uh, Mexico's method, it's about recognize uh, recognize yourself what is your identity and what is your priority in life and um and then and the sense of accomplishment is also important and um i believe um that is such a amazing method i think i'm gonna go try it myself um how about our other mem- uh, team members is there any methods you'd like to share with our listeners um for me i have to say um uh... Just using the what if methods, the what if method basically is just saying to yourself, um, what if this happens? What if this happens? Um, and then just looking at the facts, looking at the resources. So I am going to go blank for this assignment. Um, well, if I go blank, I've got time. I've got two months to go or two weeks to go. So I have got time to go pause and then come back to it i know my stuff i've learned it all um i'm gonna breathe i'm gonna have a break and i'm gonna come back to it and then chip away at it so it's uh stopping the what if spiral happening uh but allowing you to continue on uh and uh counteract those what if questions that you may get um i love that analogy um jennifer you had one actually yourself about um uh, some like uh, stickers and yeah, different thoughts, which I thought would be really good to share. Oh, um, the the self reflection that the stickers where you write down things that you not hate about yourself, but the things that you know that is negative about yourself, and then you remove the sticker, maybe in front of a mirror, and then that kind of um, that gesture. Uh, makes yourself unconsciously perhaps realizing that this is not me like um these are uh, negative things but the things it's not me and um i i do love that i actually got it from my therapist she's a very she's an amazing woman um thank you tom for your uh for your lovely lovely uh message and um, thank you very much and um how about megan um, I think for me, how I cope with approaching burnout or being burnt out is more of outside of doing work. Like I like to, so to expand more on that is that uh, I try to prepare myself mentally for doing work like or like for completing my assignments so I try to have like a morning routine I try to treat myself more before I do work so um, I think what really helps with me during exam season is to like get off social media because a lot of people at uni 
for me especially will be posting like oh I'm in the library now like I'm doing work now um or like I'm at my friend's house and we're doing work and you just see everyone is like so focused and you're just out here like not really on track and I feel like that really stresses me out so when I'm doing my exams I try to detox from social media during study breaks I try to go outside or like I try to talk to my friends during study breaks so I'm not always alone with my work and I still have a life I still have like a social life and my whole life isn't just my work and I feel like that really helps me with um approaching burnout yeah that's really great um sometimes I felt like maybe sometimes missing work and life works for someone but realizing their separate space in one's life can bring hope perhaps and I really love that and um and all those good methods um I think um our lovely member Mahika pointed out that maintaining a good habit of coping with burnouts and preventing burnout can also be important because when we started to cope with burnout and um it enhanced our mental state. But there is a concern, for example, if um, someone found journaling is incredibly helpful to ease one's burnout. But after two weeks, that perhaps you feel better and you just stop journaling because you probably feel like, um, I'm cured. So, but however, you might find yourself back to a burnout state after you stop journaling or stop um, the method that actually help you. So I want to ask our team, do you have ever feel the same or would you, uh, how is your process of um, you helping yourself overcome the burnout states? Do you find it easy relatively or um, any, just how do you find yourself uh, experiencing all these methods? For me, so I've always found it very hard to just like focus on my emotions. So it was a it was a pretty difficult task for me when I came up with it because I was not to being so vulnerable with my emotions or actually letting myself feel everything. So it was very difficult, but I would say that it's definitely something that is not is not time consuming because it's not something you have to do every day. It's only when you have when you know that you've experienced burnout to the extent that you have to resolve it. Is that when you when that's when you give your mind structure and you sit down and you deal with everything one by one. But it's not something that you do every day because that sort of trumps the entire point of the exercise. It's something that you maybe do like once in a month to reflect back on how the previous, the entire month went or maybe once in three weeks or something like that. So yeah, in terms of like spending time on the task, it isn't that hard. If you're the kind of person like me who is very not in touch with their emotions, then it might be a difficult thing to start with, but it's definitely something you should give a trip to. Um, uh, try yeah thank you so much Mahika and um uh, we are so glad that you um actually brought up the topic during our discussion thank you
Let's move on to social and work-life balance, which is a significant aspect that causes burnout. So, a huge aspect as a university student, I think, is this to balance between social life and work or study life. Especially when you just started university, you're curious, you want to make friends, you want to go to all the societies as much as possible, and also learn how to be a university student. So the stress from balance, balancing these aspects may cause many anxiety and lead to burnout. We made a poll on Instagram asking students how do they feel about balancing between social and work life. And here's the results going to shared by our lovely guest, Megan. A while ago, I've actually posted like a few stories on Instagram with like a few questions, just seeing how like our followers think about their social work-life balance. So the first three questions I posted were like a a sliding scale. So people just had to like rate on a scale of one to 10, what they feel about question. So the first one is that uh, in general, what do you rate your social work-life balance? And most people rated it on like um quite middle part of the scale. So around like a four to five, that was the average. And to dive deeper in that, uh, the second post I posted was that uh, to rate the quality of your social life. So social life as in like meeting your course mates, attending university societies, or just hanging out with friends in general. and on a scale of one to 10, mostly it's on the middle, more towards the lower side of the scale. So I would say around like a four is the average. And the third question I posted was that uh, to rate the quality of your work life on a scale of one to 10, which is like meeting deadlines, attending all your lectures, attending all your seminars, and also including self-study time. So like time you spend in the library or time that you use to study on your own. And this is relatively higher than the quality of social life. So it's on an average of like a six, and which is quite interesting because I would have thought people would have had a higher quality of social life than work life, but it seems like our followers are quite hardworking. Um, and then the other few questions is that, uh, do people feel like their social life and work life are balanced? And 25% of our audience uh, answered with a yes, and, 20, and 75% answered with a no. So I also asked, why do you think your social life and work life is not balanced? Or why do you think it is balanced? And people who uh, say that it's not not balanced, um, I'll give some examples of what they say. I won't say all of it because there's quite a few, but um, one of our our, um, followers said that trying to get a work-life balance is quite difficult because they're a workaholic. So it's difficult to work, balance work and life. So they feel like they have to work more. And mm-hmm. some, someone said uh, there's very little time in a day and a lot of work to do. So it's so mostly it's around not having enough time. So the time management is a bit off. Yeah. And the last question 
is that what are some things that you do to maintain a social work-life balance? So some good examples that I've seen is that uh, to study with friends and try to stay motivated. Um, another one is to go for walks. Uh, third one is to post your work hours on the calendar for better time scheduling and more balanced study time. And the last one is to do a to-do list and daily meditation. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Megan. Um, honestly, I am also a bit surprised by the results because um, I thought um, it's it's quite surprising and also very concerning that 75% of our of students um, among the, our followers that felt like they're not balancing well between social and work life. And that actually comes back to what we talked about well, um, when other people around you are studying super hard and you kind of feel guilty when you stop studying. I'm not sure if that resonates with um, any of um, uh, our guests today. What do you feel like for, for you? How do you handle a healthy social work life? I just want to say it was really interesting, all the um, facts and figures. Uh, first of all, um, I didn't know uh, how many people really uh, struggle with that. So uh, for me, thank you for that, because that's going to obviously support us uh, with supporting you a bit better as a student. So thank you for that. Um, but for me, I think I struggle generally um, with it because I've got a list as long as my arm at the moment. And um, there's a lot to be done, lots of things I have to do. So, you know, it was really eye-opening, really. Like, you know, uh, maybe I needed to put more boundaries within my time and just say to people that I can't be 24-7, seven days a week, because that's just too much for me. It's meant to be 9 to 5, you know, job. Sometimes things just do get really out of the way. So I think, you know, it is really important that you do uh, put some time uh, in for yourself. But I think it also doesn't help because we had some really good feedback on our university mental health day um, survey. And lots of people did say it's just university people, uh, lecturers, um, university institution and unions not doing enough for mental health and uh, understanding students' mental health. So there's a lot there that we have to unpick really. So I think there's a lot for students at the moment and I think they just need I think this is what I do I think just that um way to cope through it not to be a workaholic and not to overdo it really but it is made it 10 times difficult because of a lot of things just one question as well for everyone um do you find that your uni does sometimes pressure you um a lot into things so you know puts a lot of pressure on you to you know do well and Put the extra time in. Um, okay, I'll 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 grab a chance to answer that. Um, since I've been asking most of the questions, um, so I think as a student, I would feel perhaps I understand. Um, sometimes you do feel pressured, but I think a word might describe it more accurately is peer pressure. Um, I think we all want to do well. We all want to get that first. But sometimes I think LinkedIn 
it's a very toxic thing at times where your peers, your colleagues kind of just sending all their achievements literally from the first year of their university throughout their second, third year, where they graduated, where they got a fantastic job. And um, I felt like the pressures more comes from perhaps the people around you and the university are providing a lot of opportunities for you to expand your interest. And I think in the end of the day, it's about how you compose yourself and then kind of stick to what you truly want as a, as a, as a person of yourself and um, do not look, lose focus. Although it's easier said than done. So yeah, that's, um, that's kind of my um, perspective. How about, um, how about Mahika? Yeah, I mean, I just want to say that I completely agree with the peer pressure part of it because I really do agree with the fact that peer pressure in the end does lead to burnout. I mean, you know, when you're in universities and you're about to graduate or you are graduating, you see all these people like, you know, around you doing these internships and um, getting job opportunities. And, you know, you're struggling because you're sitting on LinkedIn every day trying to apply for jobs, trying to trying to do interviews and, you know, facing rejections and the employer, employers not getting back to you. It's sort of kind of just makes you lose motivation it's like yeah you love what you do but when you are put through so much of like like indecisiveness and so much like you don't know what's going to happen in the future you sort of lose motivation you see other really well you're like why can't this be me and that in the end leads to like being burnt out with everything it's not just about i think peer pressure it's also about like I think sometimes family also without realizing put that pressure in you, a uh, pressure on you so that you th- they think that you know it will make you do better, but they don't realize like what the job market is like for example, or they don't realize that, you know what the condition is like and why like, you you you're unable to explain to them why you're not able to you know, get a job or whatever it is and it's. That, that sometimes leads to like extreme burnout because you don't know what to do and it's sort of like in that middle like middle stage of like you want a job but you're not getting a job so you're stuck in the middle of like I don't know what to do because I've graduated and there is nothing for me to like do anymore. So I feel like that's a very, very um, valid point. I completely agree with that. And it's very hard to sort of overcome that, but it is necessary because I think we all need to realize that we're all on our own path. And this is why I think this is where like social media comes in as well. It's like not spending a lot of time on social media will eventually help you not seeing like all these posts about people like doing well, which in the end you're happy for them, but it does make you question your life. So it's also a lot about social media. And burnout. Yeah, I I completely agree. Um, thank you so much, guys, for sharing. And um, let's move on to our parts where, um, so in our organization we have gathered a lot of useful resources, and what we want is to 
reaching out to students across UK or wherever you are listening. So to improve improve our mental health, one of the important ways is for you to reach out for support as well. And there are many resources available for university students. And um, for our lovely guest today, is there any resources that you recommend to our listeners? Those resources will be going up on the website. Um, so definitely go and check those out. Uh, there's loads of books as well uh, that are also on there. So I definitely recommend uh, checking it out because there's lots of things like um, how to deal with mental health issues, how to deal with uh, stress. So um, it's worth, really, really worth look through uh, our resources. There's also uh, YouTube videos as well. But other than that, um, there's a lot of uh, support people, so Birmingham Mind, London Mind, Sally Hall Mind, all those type of things. And there's loads of different companies out there as well that are there to support you, but loads of videos online, uh, lots of support, uh, live chats, all those type of stuff. And we'll hopefully be opening our uh, resources pages on our website shortly so do go and check those out as well that's awesome thank you so much tom um is there any others yeah i would love to recommend this book that i read a while back um it's called the power of letting go and Um. it's about like it's about letting go of everything that's holding you back and how much relief it ends up like how much relief it ends up giving you to the extent that you become so much more productive, so much more motivated in what you're doing. It's about like being present in the moment. And it's, I, when I first read it, I thought it was a very generalized book, but if you like read it very, very, with a lot of attention, it gives you a lot of ways and techniques in which you can, in which you can learn how to not be 100% in control of your life and learn to let go of things you can't control. And in the end, it everything comes, everything that happens, happens for the betterment of you, basically. That sounds like such a lovely book. And I think I'd probably need a lot, especially in the stage of my life right now. It's summer internships ready for school again i'm definitely gonna check it out thank you so much mahika um how about megan um i think the other guests have mentioned some like pretty good resources and like sources of help but um i think one thing that i would really keep in mind when it comes to dealing with burnout and like you know a lot of work i would say definitely look for the things are close to you, which is the sources of help that are close to you, which is definitely your university support system. If you're a university student, I know at the moment, not like the universities don't have like the best support system. But like if you have if you're struggling with your work, you're struggling to meet your deadlines, definitely you have to let them know first so they can provide you with more support, like giving you an extension or giving you advice of where to go and that may be your well-being officer um, of your college or that may be your personal tutor your year tutor and if you're struggling even more maybe your module leads it's good to keep them in the loop and keep them you know give them a heads up when you're struggling with your work and 
if all these don't work, definitely go for some external resources. But yeah, that's what I would do if I was struggling with burnout or um, academic stress. Thank you so much. Actually, it's so important that although we do sometimes there are external resources and helps available for us, and sometimes it might just be that we can do well. In the end of the day, we are the people who can do the most for ourselves. And um, I think that concludes our episode today. And thank you so much for our amazing guest today. I'm so lucky to work with um, all of them, and which gave us so much valuable information about burnout and answered many of our questions. And um, we hope everyone finds the episode helpful. And please contact us if you have any questions regarding to burnout or how to cope or you need support. We hope everyone finds the episode helpful and please contact us if you have any questions regarding to burnout and how to cope or you need support. Student Loop has a community here to support you and wish everyone best of love and a great day and hope to see you soon.